Okay, rise and shine, pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I have Jimmy here with me today to help answer your chief complaints, as always, on this lovely Friday. Wait. I forgot my Starbucks. Yeah, okay, so if you guys haven't heard, I want Just a Quick Pinch to be the first place that you guys heard this in September of 2023. Every single Thursday, if you order a fall drink after 12 p.m., you it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. So Jimmy and I decided to cash in on that yeah. deal today. I got the shaken apple oat milk espresso. This is my favorite. I'm more of an apple girly. And I He's got the, the PCCB, uh, pumpkin cream cold brew, as they write on the uh, <sighs> thing when they take your order. It is but so the, good, usually. The is they didn't put the right amount of sugars in this if anything it's probably better for us um i know but they definitely didn't put the flavorings in no i like tried it today i anticipated that it'd be kind of crazy in there in starbucks because it was the first day of this promo yeah. it's running all throughout september like i said but um it wasn't that crazy in there but then i had a sip and my first sip i was like they did something to this they yeah. must have had like a new person make this because it doesn't taste specifically well, you, you how it's supposed to. You went to a different to. Starbucks. I went normal. to a bougie. You know what? I went to a bougie. So I went to this place in like Newton, which is kind of like a bougier town in Massachusetts, and they're totally like watching their figure and like sugar free and all that there. So it was actually a really nice shopping center. You should have come with me. There was like a. This is how you know it's a wealthy part um, to like shop in. They had a Wegmans. And I was like, oh, this is oh, where yeah. housewife oh, dreams come true. The Chestnut Hill Shopping I Center. I know where that is. Yeah, so I skirted on over there, made some returns, got some iced coffee, and here we are today to help answer your chief complaint of the week. Mm -hmm. Do you have any chief complaints? We didn't chat before this, but it's okay if not, because we're kind of on a rush. We're not on that much. We're not really in a rush, but we're going to play trivia with some friends at this brewery, so I'm really excited. Yeah. Editing Connie here, so we just got back from trivia. It's like 1030 at night. But you guys, after like six years... We finally won. We've uh, literally, we've been playing for six years together since 2017. Is that six years, Jimmy? Yeah. We finally won tonight. And here's the kicker. So we tied with another team for first place. And then the way to break the tie wasn't trivia. It was who can, which team can make the best paper airplane. So we sent in Jimmy to try. He was our like representative and we won barely. He almost got beat by like this teenage girl. But anyways, we won. Um, I don't really have much of a complaint. Uh, my complaint is more, I think I have like a complaint about myself. Oh, let's hear it. Let's uh, hear it. I, I think, so I went on my brother's bachelor party this weekend. Okay, that's and right. And I can't hang anymore, guys. I can't hang. Why is that I a complaint, to, though? I went to bed every night, the first one. Didn't fall asleep with my shoes on or anything. But you had fun. Uh, you participated during the I had, I had fun. I shot a gun. Uh, I got a bruise on my shoulder from shooting a gun. Okay, here's my thing with... So you're sad because you feel like you can't hang, right? I just feel like I could I wasn't my best self for the weekend. Because every once in a while, I can still hang. Sure. So I feel like... Okay, and I by hanging, like... I mean throwing <laughs> up at the end of the night. Are you just sad that you didn't get there? So Yeah, I'm sad I didn't throw up. Here's the thing. I feel like people that can't hang, the only time when they're like problematic is when they affect other people's ability to hang as well. Like, for example, if you're like, you know, being a mess and people can't go out, that's a problem because now you've affected everybody else's night. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you didn't affect anyone else, that's totally fine that you can't, you know, drink like you used to, go out like you used to. That's that's growing up. Also, you just turned 30. Maybe that's like a normal 30 I know, something thing. But I feel like I should have been going hard because it's my brother. No, I think those two, your two brothers took all of the drinking genes in your family and they just, they, they took all of those genes. I used to be genes. so good at it. Were you? <laughs> 
I think your your recollection of the events previously is a little bit. Are hazy. you saying that I was drunk when I was thinking I was good at drinking? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves today. We are gathered here today to answer a fellow pincher's chief complaint of the week. Ooh, I have an observation about the the content of what? this complaint. We're going a full one eighty from last week's chief. What was last week's? Remember, it was about how to, like, shoot down a job offer? Oh, wait. Wait, was that last week's? No, that wasn't last week's. Last week's was how to support your partner. Um, um, and, well, with that in mind, do you have the, our complaint? Or you want me to... I can recite it from memory, kind of, what the person was asking. Um, so, um, okay, hi, no. Connie. Um, Why do they sound pinch, like that? <laughs> uh, long-time pincher, first-time <laughs> r- caller. Uh, that's just what all, all y'all pinchers sound like. Just, oh, you sound like, so cute. Yeah, you're all super cute. Okay. Even the ones that aren't. Okay, so get to the question, Pincher. Uh, so um, how do you deal with getting rejected from a job? But you didn't flesh out the story. Okay, so they said... Is there a story? Yes, there was like a whole thing. Okay, so let me make sure I'm recalling. So they said, hi, Connie, I'm having a hard time handling a recent job rejection that I was really excited for. I really thought I had it in the bag, and now I'm really sad, and it hurts. Help Okay, that, I mean, that, that gives slightly more There's a lot more of feelings context. involved in There's this. There's a lot of feelings. So I know that getting rejected from a job really hurts. It's really sad, especially one that it sounds like you really thought that you were going to get it and you thought that there was something there. It's almost kind of like dating. You're like, I thought we had something. Those are actually always the most valuable rejections because what I've found is, yeah, when you get rejected from a job, yeah, the opportunity cost is that you don't get to work for that job. But what you gain from not getting a job is so much more valuable in that you gain clarity about like what you want. You can reevaluate and reassess everything, and it allows you to take a pause that getting the job honestly might not have given you. Um, And I think that having that pause and that clarity on what you actually want to do, where you can actually go, what your options are, taking a good hard look at yourself, that is so much more valuable than getting the job itself. So first of all, we let's say a little congratulations because now you have a lot of clarity and reflection coming your way and that is so, so priceless. But I think one way we can look at it is let's think about, okay, why did we really want this job? Like, what was it about this job that was really enticing for you? And can you find this in other jobs? Or can you find this in other aspects in your life without having to get a new job even? Um, and I think that it can also make you reflect like, okay, is it possible there were any things that, you know, that I could have still brought more to the table? I know you thought it was a really good fit, but maybe you can reflect and think like, okay, is it possible that like maybe there's something more I could be doing, something that I could do to make me a more attractive applicant? Anything I can do to make me better. Because maybe this rejection from this job is actually preparing you for an even better job that's coming. And when that job comes, then you'll be ready. Like, when you look back someday, you're going to be like, thank God I didn't get this thing that I thought was it. Because that's how I felt when I got rejected for all the jobs I was applying to before I got my Coco Floss marketing intern job. Which I have a whole episode about that, about like how I got my internship and stuff. If anybody is curious, yes, I worked as a marketing intern for the amazing Floss and now oral care company, Coco Floss. They actually just launched their toothpaste today, and I'm really excited for them. Anyways, so Jimmy... You actually, this is actually perfect. When I read this question, I was like, okay, I better have Jimmy on to answer this with me because Jimmy recently experienced a job rejection, obviously before this new one, but Mm -hmm. share with everyone, you know, the process and you really like thought it was going to happen too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think when, so I was looking for a job the last couple years, I finally found a job that stuck obviously now, but before that I was kind of 
I was just a, a leaf in the wind, not too sure what I a wanted to do. Plastic bag. Plastic bag, very Katy Perry. Drifting uh, through the wind. <laughs> yeah, uh, but wasn't entirely sure what direction I wanted to take my pharmacy career. I had been working in psych ever since residency, wanted to continue working that in some way, but I wasn't quite sure if the direct patient care route was still something I wanted to do. So I apply, happened to apply for a medical science liaison position. And definitely kind of sold myself on that being how I could make the best impact in my pharmacy career. And just kind of sold myself a bunch of, you know, kind of Kool-Aid, drank my own Kool-Aid of, you know, self-confidence to say like, yeah, like this is like the right decision for you. And if I, reflecting back on it now, I don't think it was the right decision for me. But I got my hopes on it. I was like, oh, I really want this job. I really you, like, want this. You like wanted it to be yeah, a like, thing. Like I, I romanticize the idea of getting this new job and maybe that's what this uh, you know why you're feeling so many emotions after this rejection is because you really built this up in your head like as a dream job as something you really wanted to do or a dream person you could be right right and like yeah so you're all in on this version of yourself that got this job so when you experience that loss you're kind of losing a part of yourself Aww. in a way yeah that's like, a good point part of you has to die so that you could be reborn as the person that didn't get the job, but is has all these other opportunities ahead of them, uh, because once you take a job, you kind of, you might have to you know turn off extra opportunities anyways that could have presented themselves to you. Uh, but if you're still kind of in that mix, looking for a new position, all the opportunities that are out there can present themselves to you, and you can kind of take your pick. Whereas once you pick a job, yeah, you could keep an eye out for other opportunities, but it's hard to just job hop, but so one, once you kind of land on that job, you get that job and you're kind of locked in, you're, you, you got to commit to being there for at least a year or so before you can even look for other opportunities. But if you're in you know, a job that you've been in for a little bit longer and now you're aiming to make that jump, even if you don't get it on that first try, that's just going to give you more information that you need to continue to apply and to perform better. I think one issue that I ended up having in my application process was I think I was a little overconfident. I, really? I, I had always, I always interview super well for positions. In residency, I always crushed it. I'm funny, charming. <laughs> You're like, what's all not those, to like? All those things that you got to see on our first date, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. I feel that for sure. I, I, I interview well. I just had... I have a good time with the interviewers. I don't take it too seriously, right. but I'm usually you know, pretty, but I, I prep, I make sure I know kind of good responses to questions and everything. I didn't do as much of that. Maybe part of that was because this was, I'm trying to apply for a job while I'm working a whole other job. That's a whole, yeah. It just makes tough. it more complicated, but I just didn't think about it too much. I could have talked to other uh, people that were in those types of roles and learned a little bit more about what you know what the day-to-day -day was uh and so in hindsight you realize like there are more things that you you could have done and like right. there are ways that you could be better say like say if you did want to reapply like at least now you've learned from it right right like if i applied for another msl job in the future the one question that they gave me that i it seemed like a pretty simple question but i think i just didn't even know how to think about how to answer that they Ask, okay, so how would you uh, talk to, you know, this person to kind of 
uh, you know, not, I guess, are you convincing them to yeah, use a drug? Yeah, to persuade. Kinda. Yeah, just like, how would you, you know, kind of convince that this person to even, like, engage with you as an MSL? And that was, I was like, I don't know, like, that's, that's I don't want to talk to MSLs in my current role. That's a really good uh, question. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, I'll just find some way to connect with them and talk to them, and th- which is a very simple answer, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't have any more details to kind of give so i just right. kind of was like oh i flubbed this question and this is kind of the integral question to being an episode <laughs> well at least now you know the question right so i i gave some kind of you know bullshit confident sounding answer but yeah. it was very surface level that's tough and i think it was very clear to the interviewers like oh, okay this guy doesn't really know what's up with this type of job well i think the thing to keep in mind with a lot of jobs out there too is a lot of jobs it's commonplace to apply multiple times for something until you finally get it for example um i know in the dental realm applying for endodontic residencies which is like for root canal specialists most root canal specialists that you guys know out there like endodontists they had to apply multiple times they worked many years before finally getting into residency like I like people apply year after year after year for that if they don't get accepted right away. And so that's like something where it's just like, but you wouldn't know that until you go through it. And so it's very easy to get down on yourself and think like, oh man, like if I'm, am I not meant for this? Am I not whatever? Mm -hmm. It could just be some like part of how the field is and that's not on you. I, I think a recurring theme on this podcast is that we tend to internalize and think that the problems that we face are very based on us. And we tend to take things very personally and think there's something wrong with us. And the reoccurring theme after all the specialists I, I talk to, all of the everyone I talk to, is that it's not about you. So for the pincher that submitted this question, I really don't want you to take it so personally and have it feel so hard because I think what sucks about rejection mm-hmm. is it feels like like you're a kid at the playground again and like kids don't want to play with you or someone doesn't like you. Like it really hits that home spot. And Jimmy, you also put up a really good point that I think I talked about briefly when I shared how like my life plans turn out differently than what I imagined. Anytime something doesn't work out and you wanted it to work out, whether it was right for you or not, there is a period of mourning the loss of that person that you thought you were going to become. For example, for me, I always say, like, I kind of had to mourn the person that I thought I was going to become when I thought I was we were going to, you know, move to California. I thought Jimmy and I were going to settle down and become California people. And as much as I love being in Massachusetts and I'm so thankful for where we are, I love my job, blah, blah, blah. Um, before all of this, though, I did have to spend a time of feeling kind of... Um, just mourning that because, you know, like my friends were moving out to California. My friends were moving to exciting places like New York or just moving somewhere new. And mm-hmm. I kind of felt that bit of sadness of being like, huh, I guess that Connie's is not going to happen. But but yeah. just because you feel that sadness of mourning doesn't mean that it's not right for you. Because once I pushed through that, that teensy bit of sadness that I felt, then now like life is better than I ever could have expected. And I never even imagined that it could be this good. And so... And it's fall in Massachusetts. Which is literally my favorite time of year, well, you this guys. Well, this was, I think, the thing that when we were <laughs> making that decision... Fall? That you were most excited. You were like, oh, yeah. we'll get to go apple picking and all, all those other types of things. I was kind of very forlorn last fall because I was like, this is my last fall on the East Coast. And yeah, so... I just want to recognize that you your feelings of being sad about not getting this opportunity are totally valid. Mm-hmm. And so it is actually also important to, oh my God, why is our clock so loud? Our clock is like a third character on this podcast. It's you always hear clock. it in the background. I love hearing that clock at like 
four in the, in the morning. morning because i'll like i'll be laying there and i'll hear it ding uh-huh. and if i'm lucky enough to have it hit like uh, the hour mark where yeah. it actually like chimes the number of hours i'll be like oh Wait, can I share with you guys a little intermission before we go back to the motivational stuff? So, okay, so this clock, I forget if I mentioned it on this podcast. It's like the grandfather kind of clock thing that um, Jimmy's dad gave us. Actually, it's not a grandfather clock. What do you call it? So, you guys, when we first got this clock, there was a period of time where I swear, hand on heart, that at 3 a.m., I would wake up and the the clock would be chiming the, you know, the clock song that's like, do, 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 do. That was so off tune. But anyways... I swear, I would wake up at 3 a.m. and the clock would be chiming those notes, but not in the right order. So it would be like, like, it would be like not the right melody. And it really freaked me out because like 3 a.m. is known as like witching hour. Like it's supposed to be a superstitious kind of hour. So then I got really freaked out. Anyways, the next week we went to Jimmy's home and I told Jimmy's parents about it and we were all like laughing about it. And his mom was like, oh yeah, maybe it's like grandma's spirit like coming out or something. And then I got so scared. And then when we came home, you guys, I never heard it again. So I don't know if maybe like grandma realized she was scaring me or something or like, I don't really know what happened with it, but and I don't know why I had to tell the story, but I just want you guys to know that this clock that you guys hear in the background is an iconic clock and we love and respect this clock and don't want it to be haunted. So anyways, um, back to the motivational stuff. Oh yeah. Um, wait, so Jimmy, then wait. so share with us how you bounced back from that initial sadness of like realizing that you didn't get the job. Uh, it, I guess it kind of took me a little while. I definitely did some kind of like rationalizing. I was like, I don't even want that job anyways. <laughs> Which is totally okay, Pincher. If you feel that way too, it's okay to like be in that yeah, phase just, too. Just like, <laughs> do whatever you have to do to grieve. Yeah, because guess what? You're not getting that job. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta find some way to move on. Uh, but I think I, I did spend kind of a lot of time being down on myself. Being like, oh, mm. like what, like, you know, if I can't get this job, uh, you know, maybe that's not the right move for me. Like, uh, I, you know, what, what else should I be doing? And lucky, luckily enough, like, you know, I had my other job. I was able to keep being there, but it was really tough because there was a period of time where I, I was sure I was getting this job. I was like, you I'm were like on out of here. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to kind of recoup from that. Yeah. And, I, you know, I told a couple of my coworkers I was, you know, wanting to leave and apply Aww. for the job and everything. So then I kind of have to, like... Tail between your legs. Yeah, tail between your legs. Like, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be here for a bit. Were they encouraging? At least they weren't like, huh? Oh, yeah, no. I, like, the people that are my supports and friends from yeah. that job definitely were like, hey, like, sorry. Like, you know, like, that, that sucks. And I think it was well worth the wait because now I'm in a role where I'm able to be a you know, more of a pharmacist practitioner. I have a collaborative practice agreement. I have it's a It's like DEA better than you ever could have dreamed of. It's, uh, yeah, it's just a different type of job, and it's a lot more aligned with what I think my post-residency goals were than my mm. first position was. Wait, so I want to point this out. So you know how you just said it's more aligned? This is exactly mm-hmm. what I mean when rejection is clarity. Because remember that period of time where you thought like, hey, maybe this will be my life. Maybe I'll be like a big industry MSL kind of guy. And yeah. maybe maybe that's who I'll be. And this rejection, even though it hurt, it gave you that clarity of being like, oh, no. Like, I, I was just like looking for something else to romanticize. Right, it was just kind of like that was the best opportunity I I had at the time, so I felt like I had to pursue it. Yeah, I think that the good thing about interviewing for jobs is that it really, like, 
you will never be more reflective and evaluate like yourself than when you're applying for a new job because applying for a new job like makes you reflect and think like what are my strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. what are the experiences that got me here so like jimmy is saying like you, you don't even really have to apply to a new job if you don't want, but just spending time to carve out to be reflective about your path and your experiences and where you're going um, is just really helpful and can help you reevaluate. So, and it doesn't have to be like applying for a new job. It could be like maybe in, within your job, there are opportunities for leadership that you can apply for or projects you can apply for, or there's opportunities to like just try new projects and things, maybe even outside of work. I think anytime we put ourselves out there and try, there's always something to be gained from it. If not the position, then the lesson. One final thing uh -huh. with this process. I don't know what type of uh, you know, job this person was looking for, what, uh -huh. what they had to do during the interview process. But if you had to make a presentation and then you didn't get the job, uh, I really feel for you because that was, I think, the most painful <laughs> thing to deal with for me. Is like, I have a presentation that is that I will never give again because it was very niche to this job and their interview requirement. Uh, and nothing and now upsets it's just me more data. than the fact that I have twenty slides of a PowerPoint. <laughs> That's a lot. That I, yeah, like with Damn. good reference. Oh my god, putting references in presentation slides. If I never have to do that again, it would be too soon, and I have to do it again. <laughs> okay, for anyone, just to make Jimmy feel better, if any of you guys could please request to see Jimmy's PowerPoint, maybe we can have Jimmy give the presentation again, just so he can feel like it wasn't for nothing. Um, I'm sure there's a picture out there, Jimmy, that would like to see your presentation. I'm sure you're I, a good presenter. I don't think anyone would. You guys, someone please appease him so that he can feel better and sleep at night. Your presentation wasn't for nothing, I promise. It's just sitting there taking up data on your computer, but it, it wasn't for nothing. It's just there. <laughs> Did anything else make you feel kind of better? A pint of ice cream here and there? A walk with Ellie? So it was kind of that period of time where it was beyond a few weeks after the interview. So you kind of had a feeling? And there was radio silence. Mm. That So I, I kind of had a lot of time to process that piece of it. So by the time I actually got the news, I had kind of already been over it. And actually was a little bit more okay with kind of where I was and mm. you know, figure it, it was just figuring out other ways to find fulfillment within my current role and everything. Well, I think that's kind of the challenging part of what this pincher mm -hmm. is going through is the shock because they really thought that this opportunity was going to work out for them. And so what I have to say is that, you know, the good thing is that if you felt like there was that potential there, that, that in itself, hold on to that feeling mm -hmm. because that feeling is still better than if you like weren't clicking with anything at all in your field because then you're just kind of like am i even meant for this field what am i meant for right like what if, what was i supposed to do um and so hold on to those feelings wherever you are like no matter what's going on hold on to those feelings and those moments of like purpose mm -hmm. because you'll find so many answers in that and finding that clarity like i said is so much more important than actually getting the job or you know all of that and i mean you made some more contacts in the field too so i think once the initial shock wears off and the pain subsides, then you will bounce back better than ever. Like a phoenix. What were of we talking course, about yeah. earlier? The phoenix from the ashes? What were we talking about? Maybe like a couple weeks ago. Uh, no, 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 just now. This is, In the beginning of the episode, it was unrelated. Oh, I don't remember there being any kind of phoenix chatter. Well, no, you were talking, and then in my head, I was thinking like a phoenix from the ashes. Okay, well, you, <laughs> you can think about that all you want. Uh, oh, so here's another way to think about this, especially for our audience. Okay. Because we got a lot of high-achieving women here. Mm -hmm. Maybe a couple high-achieving guys. Go, we do. Go-getters. Yeah. Everyone's a go-getter. 
chances are, and I think this is something I had to process with getting this job rejection. That was like the first time I got rejected in an academic kind of professional setting. Yeah, I, I'm sure there were a couple colleges I didn't get into and yeah, stuff like but that. in a long time. But it, yeah, I hadn't experienced that type of rejection in a while. And I got you know the got multiple job offers when I graduated pharmacy school. Was able to get well. After I didn't reject you. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> reject me. Uh, going into that job, I was like, oh, I've never been rejected from a job. Obviously, I'm going to get this job. And I had this delusional construct in my brain that mm. I was 100% going to get the job because I had always been high achieving and always got those things I wanted when I went after them. So to me, it was kind of a no-brainer that I was going to get the job. Mm. And maybe our listener is feeling a little bit of that too. And there's just kind of a pride component uh, and this delusional thinking that the bubble just gets burst. Yeah, it's the same hurts. way that, you know, that part of you dies. It's kind of just like that, oh, yeah. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to do all this. Because mm. you always want to think the best outcome for yourself. I think that's the best way to... Being Delulu is the Salulu. That was my last episode. Oh, yeah. That's, I... that, that's on uh, TikTok now. Oh, on okay. Instagram. But I think you have to kind of be like, oh, yeah. Like, maybe it was a little ridiculous to think that me versus the, what, 10 other candidates for the job. Someone else could have just had a extra couple years of experience and that's all it takes for that person to get that job over you or someone else could have like known the boss's daughter like that shit always happens right there's so many reasons that you could end up not being the person that got the position that have nothing to do with your qualifications Mm -hmm. and so your bubble's gonna get popped that delusional thinking is gonna go away but you gotta kind of build yourself back up into being a little delusional so you can get back on the horse yeah and apply for that next job and hopefully that time with this additional time for reflection, you're going to crush it. And you're going to get that job you always wanted. And it's going to be better than whatever uh, this, you know, Sally nepotism uh, who got the job over we're you. We're really making is. assumptions now. Yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> but now we're like, boy. screw that job. You don't need that job. Honestly, you probably don't. Yeah. For all you know, you dodged a bullet. I think there's a lot of times where I'll hear someone say that they applied for a position. They were really close. Like maybe one or, you know, one of two people left. They don't get it, but maybe a few months from then they hear from the person that got the job. Yeah, and they're miserable. Yeah, they're not having a good time. Are you ever hung up on something that you didn't get? Like in my head, I think it kind of always just works out for the best, and then you just stop thinking about it. And then when you look back, then you'll be like, wow, thank God it worked out the way it did. Like there will be a time that will come where you'll hear this job's name again, and instead of feeling this pang of sadness and hurt that you're feeling now, you're gonna th- you're gonna feel a feeling of thankfulness, and that is gonna be a sweet, sweet day. I promise you that day is coming. That day's in your future. Mm-hmm. But until then, just do what you gotta do. Um, eat some ice cream. Yeah, eat some ice cream. Have some cries if you need to. Jimmy's always a good um, shoulder to cry on. If you wanna leave a voicemail, you can cry. Please. <laughs> Please don't. He's uh, like, I already have to deal with Connie I crying. Already, I already have to emotionally support Connie so yeah. that she can emotionally support all of you. <laughs> that so, is really... So you are the I, answer. <laughs> you have a lot of power, Jimmy. Talking about delusional, I am the backbone <laughs> of this podcast. Anyways, I just want to say for that pincher out there, our hearts are with you because we all know what it feels like to be rejected. And I think that's a very powerful thing. It's like, you're joining the big kids league. Now that you felt that rejection, it means you had something worth applying for and getting upset over. You like have goals worth, you know, chasing after. And like, because if it wasn't worth all of this, you wouldn't be feeling the feelings you're feeling. So 
I applaud you for taking on something that's very competitive and very hard. And I promise you, like I said, there will come a day where you're going to hear this, this job's name again, and you're not going to feel sad. You're just going to feel thankful that you didn't get it. So anywho, that is all we have for today. I hope that this message helps the pincher out there or any pinchers listening. If you like what you heard, please will one submit to your chief complaints to my Instagram at Dr. Connie Wang or at just a quick pinch. Um, And if you like what you heard, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You guys, please. We need another review to read Jimmy at bedtime. So yeah, leave us some more new reviews. There goes the clock again. That is our cue to take off. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.